to a new episode of The Worst Thing That I Ever Watched. I'm Colleen. And I'm Helen. And this is a show where we watch terrible TV and then we talk about it together. Yes. After that time. Also movies. Yeah, also movies. I just, I messed up the intro on like the last two episodes. So (laughs) (laughs) that's why I was going, tats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's practiced that beforehand <laughs> you had to warm up to your vocal warm-up exercises first obviously yeah. red leather yellow leather good blood bad blood that was like my least favorite thing about choir uh rehearsals yeah. ever <laughs> like, because that's I'm not doing this dumb crap <laughs> i always hated yeah we had that one course teacher that was um mommy made me munch my m and yes oh my god i hate that my Mini favorite mumbling one, mice are <laughs> making my music in the moonlight my, my dear nice i hate it <laughs> i hate it so much dude i, I love that choirs. one <laughs> i love that one that one was fire with the alliterations many mumbling mice are making merry music in the moonlight <laughs> It's so extra. And then I, I always used to say, instead of saying mighty nice at the end, I would say mighty mice. Because yeah, I like, it was mice. This song yeah, is about the mice. M. There's nothing nice about this. Everything's all M's and then they throw in that N at the end. What's the point? And like, if, if, if many mumbling mice are making merry music in the moonlight, wouldn't they be mighty mice? Yeah, why would they're they making music like playing instruments? I've always assumed, although now I'm assuming maybe that that's not what they were talking about. I I assumed it was instruments too because they're mumbling, so they're not yeah. like singing. Yeah, they're not going. They're not chittering. Men, eyes. Just gave me the shivers. I had to see that big old dead rat at my last job, and that was. <laughs> I'll never be the same. I thought that I had had rats before, like in my house or whatever. I was like, they were like, was it a mouse or a rat? Like, and I was always like, I think it was a mouse. And they were like, but it could have been a rat. And I was like, could it have been? And then I saw a rat for the first time. And I was but, like, ooh, there's a big old difference. <laughs> there is a big old difference. He was a big old honker. Well, yeah. And like, river rats or something else river rats <laughs> the mutant river rats uh are really something different they're like radioactive from all the like offshore dumping or whatever that's yeah. happening there's not really a shore but like the river dumping i guess i've seen weird. new york rats too new york Ooh. rats are very large Ew. but smaller than the one that i saw in cincinnati so maybe there's some more research that needs to be done about the locales and sizes of rats <laughs> and how the two relate. Yeah. How did we get here so fast? I this don't know. Nothing to do. <laughs> so, so easily we get off track. This That's has nothing will... to do with the episode at all. This has nothing to do with the movie that we watched. I mean, this movie is kind of just like a giant rat. <laughs> it this just sucks. <laughs> It's this one so was genuinely <laughs> I feel like this movie was very much the reason that this show exists but it was so bad 
that I truly was just like wishing that it would be over. Oh, it was yeah. like I, when you're at the dentist and you're like, God, just let it be over. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. just scrape, scrape whatever you need to scrape off me and let this be over. I kept pausing it. Cause I was like, surely there's only 15 minutes left. And then I was like, God damn it. <laughs> there's eternally 45 minutes left in this film, no matter what. And it was only like an hour and a half in the first place. I know. It really wasn't that long, but it felt like it took lifetimes. I went into, so I found this film because I went into a rabbit hole of. I was wondering how you found this because I have a hard time finding things. I'm like, I don't know where Helen is going and finding this. I'm really good at finding this shit. So 2B TV is the champion. Yeah. It's the king of shitty movies and shitty TV because it's free and like a lot of people don't know about it so it seems like they get the rights to things so easily somehow and so a lot of the films that are older like this one yeah it's like VHS quality when you were watching it like did you notice that there's some of that little like crackle yeah it's like they took VHS tape and converted it and uploaded it I think that's very likely because I cannot imagine that this film was ever produced and released on DVD. No, never. I don't think there's a chance in hell. It's like someone, you know what? I bet, I bet when Blockbuster closed, someone was like, I have a brilliant idea. When online streaming becomes a thing, I can like get all of these. I'm just going to clear out all the VHS tapes at this Blockbuster. Yeah. And make it turn on TV. Yeah, make my own streaming thing and just upload them all and it'll cost me like two bucks and then I can get a bunch of ads and make money. Not a bad idea. That sounds like something that Mikey would think of. Yeah. Be like, I'm gonna idea. I'm gonna upcycle these. They have a bunch of like I was trying, so I was originally trying to find a movie from like the 1950s or 60s -hmm. or a TV show or something. And I ended up watching I found maybe some good options for the future, Mm -hmm. but then I also started, now I have a new way of finding things. I do a fast forward test and Uh, I fast forward to like the first five minute. I watch like the opening scene and I'm like, okay, the credits can tell you a lot about where this is going. And with bingo, I saw that there was carny stuff happening. (laughs) I was like, hmm. That is always (laughs) a winner a winner that's always a good but sign if carnies are involved in the first three minutes of the film you know it's gonna be bad yeah but I first made the mistake before I figured out my method of the fast forward test mm-hmm. I watched a show called Petticoat Junction from like the 19 it was from like 1960 it's I never ended time. up watching it because you were like I think it's a bust I ended up watching like an entire season of this shit really nothing happens it's so horrible and it's oh. not even bad enough to like recap it's yeah. just like, I can't even explain it but if anyone yeah. wants to watch that it, it is on a uh, Amazon and Tubi uh yeah but it's we had weird. a couple miss we had a couple <laughs> recording misfires yeah. where we chose things that weren't that bad Helen chose Petticoat Junction I chose Deuce Bigelow American Gigolo which was bad like it was mm-hmm. it was bad in the sense that it was like every stereotype of like a disability or like um a type of like woman's personality or like whatever like it was like a blind girl an amputee like a deaf girl like it was just like one after the other onslaught of like 
surface level basic ass like early 2000s humor about mm-hmm. like yeah. making fun of people who are different basically but then yeah. it was kind of the plot was kind of good yeah so I felt like we couldn't recap it and then I swear to god they literally took it off of Hulu yeah, took it off the Hulu. night after I watched it so I like, couldn't even find this? it anywhere I looked up at every single streaming service ever I was like where did you watch this it's not on anything it literally was like the first thing weird. that popped up on Hulu when I was looking which probably should have been a sign that they were trying to get rid of it because oh, they usually yeah. promote like either it's new or it's old and they're like last chance yeah, they're trying to get like their last uh, royalties or whatever from people watching. Yeah. It. One weird thing about that movie too is that like, um, what's his name? Rob. Rob Schneider. Yes, Rob Schneider is my dad. Rob Schneider is like playing weirdly on the spectrum, but like in a way that it was like the early 2000s and it's like, kind of offensive like you're not quite sure like what he's trying to do like is he just trying to play like I think he's just trying to be like an idiot but like the way that he does it and like holds his face and stuff I found to be like very like borderline offensive of like people on the spectrum and I was like that's that's weird that and it's that sounds like the kind of bad almost like sort of in a weirdly way almost like petticoat junction where it's very sexist and racist and it, nothing happens yeah on that show but it's just so like it's just like one of those old family time sitcoms and we're in a small town and yeah. oh we're yeah it's just uh, <laughs> and there is like a guy who's like simple yes simple jack and it's like it's really painful but there's nothing like funny about it yeah. that we could yeah. recap right. it's for. like it's bad but it's bad because like these are the reasons there's many things that you go back and you watch and you're mm-hmm. like these are the reasons that our society is fucked up is because like why are people consuming this and like being told that like this is like how yeah. the world works like they're really telegraphing a lot about like race and sex and gender roles and shit like in a lot of older like yeah. quote unquote bad stuff yeah and it's like it's uh... it's troubling and like it makes you it makes me think more about like the things we see like in billboard dad when she made that line about the slave girl or yeah, whatever like that's like i watched that so many times and like that and i never noticed that line i like, never it... noticed that as a child but like oh. I don't like imagine if we had imagine if we had like so we had repeated like other things from the movie like funny lines or whatever when we were kids but imagine if like that was what we had picked up like I'm sure there were kids who did pick up that line and like repeat it yeah it's so dangerous this movie has a lot of dangerous things in it as well I feel like for children and it's very dark this was a very dark film this film So the movie we're talking about today is called Bingo. And it was from 1991, I believe, right? Yeah, 1991. And on the uh, VHS tape cover that I found on Google, it says like, 
it has you know how they have the like positive reviews uh-huh. <laughs> like the only positive re- review that they had of it to put on the freaking VHS tape is like bingo is such is like a new Hollywood star uh bingo is like the Macaulay Culkin of dogs <laughs> I was just gonna say this movie is like a home alone meets that um bird movie Polly meets homeward bound like I mashup about Polly we used to watch that movie all the time I it made me cry so hard I bet you that movie is very offensive also <laughs> we should watch that one too because isn't I don't, I apologize if I'm getting this man's name wrong, but I swear Chelsea Handler's like friend Chewy is in it, isn't he? Oh yeah, no, that is his name. He's one of the guys with yeah. Polly and then the little I girl so. finds him in the end and she had like dark brown, like little curly yeah. hair. Yeah, interesting. We'll have to do a deep dive on that. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Oh, and apparently they make a whole big stink in this movie about Bingo being a boy. But Bingo is, is a girl. Yeah, is listed as Lacey. That is not a, a dog boy name. So I feel like it's annoying to me that Bingo is like the super smart dog. And Bingo's yeah, a, and it's a girl. Boy, but Bingo's yeah. actually a super smart girl dog and she's been trained very well and she's a good girl. She that is so sexist of the dog <laughs> star industry. Like Bingo yeah. can't even be herself. She's Lacey oh. is out here acting for her life, jumping yeah. through hoops of fire and shit. And she's yeah. not even getting the credit she deserves. No, and she has to be for the these- pussy power. She has to be with this weird kid who I hate. <laughs> who who's like top lip is always like sticking out over his top teeth. Like I can't even recreate it. His only other notable acting credit is that he played uh like young Rudy in Rudy. Lol. In the 90s. So that's Rudy. like his he played his Lil Rudy in Rudy. Lil Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Rudy. um I swear to god the only thing this kid says throughout the entire movie is bingo or he says that's my dog I'm gonna get my dog back yeah that's (laughs) all he says I hated this kid I was like if this kid was more likable or if it had been a girl I would have like probably enjoyed this movie way more but I was like I don't care about this kid like honestly the family is so mean his family is terrible. Okay, hold on. Let's just start at the beginning. Yeah, you were you were the one. <laughs> I was the one. Who I was calling me out because I always just jump around because I get too excited to talk about things. Yeah, and I was like, we can't jump around. We're gonna go through. So we are going to go through a full ass recap. <laughs> it's gonna be a in a good way. Obviously, not All using right. gay as like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just to be clear, I'm gay. It's fine. Would you like to open? Yes. So as Helen mentioned, the movie opens with carnies. Just carnies everywhere. And I love this note that Helen made in her notes that says, music by Richard Gibbs. Dear Richard Gibbs, you make terrible choices. (laughs) He really does. The whole movie is scored by the same song over and over. I really don't remember any of the music because I just remember this weird like sort of fanfare sort of like swelling strings it's like sort of tense and scary 
yeah well oh that's one track and then the other one is like the goofy silly adventure track and it's like a harmonica mm-hmm. something plucky <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and it's, it's, yes. plucky, but it's not quite a banjo it's like a, it sounds like someone's playing like a washboard and then plucking they made a stringed instrument with like a, a steel a can and like some and a stick yeah a can stick and a string and a rubber band there's there's car noises no matter what even if there's a scene without cars when bingo's running there's like car noises (laughs) because they need to make it very clear that he's a dog in a world full of people and cars (laughs) i guess (laughs) it's actually an analogy for like men versus uh no it's like nature versus industry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what this whole movie is actually a, a metaphor for. A <laughs> metaphor for. So Bingo is amongst the carnies and he is famous, but his owners are the worst. And we also have a character in a racist costume within the first two minutes and 30 seconds. So that does not bode well for anything that's about to happen. No. <laughs> um there's a poodle named lauren this is like a dog a dog carny plot line the top dog lauren has a nail stuck in her paw so they're like bingo needs to be the one that's on show today and the husband is like fuck bingo i don't give a shit yeah the husband's gross he was and like he was definitely racist like i don't know he was just giving off like abusive energy the whole father and he has an australian accent yes but the wife does not no and nowhere else they go does anyone have an australian accent at any point in this movie and there's no way that they cross water bingo never crosses like a body of water in the film no makes no sense so So you go to the performance in the big tent and it's Bingo's turn to jump through the flaming hoop in the performance. Classic. Um, there's some hesitation there. We sense we sense a bit of stress and anxiety from Bingo. So then there's a a little flashback here, some lore, some Bingo lore. Some bingo lore of the and days of yore. We see a little baby Bingo in a cage in a pet store, and there's a raging fire around him. And it this was very traumatic i hated that scene that little flashback where it's just all the little puppies in cages and there's yeah, they're fire. Just scared i don't and like then, scared animals and then uh it cuts from that flashback there's a little continuation of the flashback where bingo while suffering from ptsd and in an undisclosed stage of re- of grief visits his mother's grave she has a monument to herself in a park it doesn't even look like a graveyard. Yeah, it's just headstone, like, here's a dog. <laughs> the headstone reads, Taffy, beloved mother. <laughs> Which Helen pointed out that the statue of Taffy is like, or in the flashback, she's like a Sheltie. Mm-hmm. But Bingo is definitely like half Sheltie, half something else. We never discover anything about his yeah. father. But Helen pointed that out and I was like, he's just a cultural, he's a multicultural (laughs) bingo. Yeah. Um, So then it cuts back to the performance and bingo gets afraid and runs off. And then back in like the couple's trailer, 
Steve, the evil Australian, raises a double barrel shotgun and says he's going to shoot Bingo. He's like, this dog sucks. We're going to shoot him. The and only thing that's going to catch. I can't do it. Also, the only thing that's that dog's going to catch is a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> so then the, the wife is trying to be nice and is like, Bingo, run. Take do whatever cover. makes you happy. Yeah. Do Find love, Bingo. And then Bingo doesn't want to leave because Bingo wants to be with them because Bingo's loyal. And then she's like, fine, we should just kill him. Let's shoot him. So then Bingo runs away and there are gunshots in the distance. Cut to some kids riding bikes in the woods. And they all like do this sick jump over a little ramp. But this one kid's too scared to jump. (gasps) Could it be just like Bingo? (laughs) plot twist they're men for each other and this one asshole is like what are you waiting for dorkmeyer (laughs) and dorkmeyer goes your farts to evaporate and then they write that was the best line of the whole movie right there it all goes downhill from there the way they reacted to it was like that they were really truly hurt by that your farts to evaporate Yeah, well, he's waiting for his farts to evaporate so he can jump over there without catching the stink. Oh, I didn't even understand that. You were like, <laughs> like you were just thinking that it was like, I just thought it was like a sick burn that had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, it's a sick burn that's also practical. <laughs> yes. And then they leave. And he tries to jump and he falls in the water. And then Bingo saves the day, of course. And (laughs) he, like, (laughs) the kid is, like, unconscious. And he's swallowed a bunch of water. And Bingo pulls him onto the shore and then, like, does the little doggy leap thing, like, onto his chest. Which does somehow revive him back to life. Yes, he resuscitates the fallen Dorkmeyer. Wait, okay, I don't remember <laughs> this at all. Is this, this happened? Bingo then strips the child naked? <laughs> so what the fuck? You don't see Bingo strip the child naked, but the child wakes up and is naked. And his so... clothes are hung on a line to dry in the yeah. forest. Those are hung on a line to dry. There is a tiny tent where Bingo has made a temporary home. We learn that Bingo has a penis as well as a penchant for saving lives. (laughs) Wow. Wow. This movie was so hard for me to pay attention to. I really missed some gold. Yeah, there's a lot of little details in this that are very weird. Yeah, you're like, why is the kid naked? Why is the kid naked? <laughs> How did Bingo do that? How did Bingo hang up a line and wash the clothes and everything? Like, what? With his little tent going doinky, doinky, doink <laughs> in the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then a bear approaches. And they're like, oh fuck a bear so they climb up in a tree and just wait for the bear to leave yeah and then that's that they're just kind of in this tree oh yeah and then the dork dork myers brother 
is the asshole that he said that dork Meyer himself was just waiting for his farts to evaporate yes and then we learn out that dork Meyer's real name is chuck yeah chucky and chicky yeah okay but what is chicky short for nothing makes no sense <laughs> i was really wondering that they were like chucky and chicky and i was like first of all that's so fucking weird but second of all is the brother's name chicken or like chicklet uh, yes. chickle chiquita <laughs> chiquita chiquita you and i know <laughs> that's his name <laughs> Chicky Tita, tell me what's wrong. <laughs> why are you singing it in like a bar? Were you going to say, why am I singing it in a baritone? Yeah. <laughs> You're singing yeah. Abba in a baritone. I have a strong baritone and sometimes it's too high to sing the high parts. And it's more fun. Chicky Tita, you and I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber of you. It is getting big, <laughs> Angela, but that would be more like frog boys. That sounds. You and I know. Still, though, that's way better than this fucking kid singing that. And bingo was his name every two seconds in this film. Someone over and over. Someone's whispering it or someone's singing it, it. whistling it, humming it. Kids are like skipping by on their way to school and like they just happen to be singing the bingo song. It's horrible. And while Chuck, Chucky and Bingo are up in this tree waiting out this grizzly bear to leave, the family back at home, they're assholes already. And the mom wants to call the cops, but the dad is all weird about it and is like, he's gonna lock himself in the pet store again and try to manipulate us into getting a dog and so we're we don't care if he's kidnapped yeah which is like such a weird thing to do in the first place like how is a child locking themselves in an open pet store yeah did he hide in there did he go in a cage and lock himself in a cage as an act of protest because that leads to some questions about what's going on in your home sir it really doesn't make any sense and the dad is like constantly grumpy and he's like the kicker for the broncos yes at the beginning of the movie he's the kicker for the for the broncos and then further into the movie like literally not that much farther he gets traded to green bay the green bay packers but he's like an asshole because all he cares about and all he thinks about and talks about this entire movie is about his foot he's like my foot yeah his foot is so important because he's a kicker which also makes no sense because the actor is maybe 45 yeah he's he way too old to be playing football way too old to be a kicker and be playing football and yeah. i don't even know anything about sports and, I and he that. says he wants to rip chuck's arms off yeah like, he's like i'm gonna rip hell? his arms off when he gets back here and then Chuck just strolls up casually on his bike and they're all just happy he's home, but no one actually cares about where he was. They're just like, yeah. okay, you're home. Um, so then Chuck goes to take a shower and the mom goes in there like while he's in the shower and Bingo is hiding and Bingo jumps in the shower to hide and the mom thinks that it's Chucky smelling weird, like wet dog. So she's like, oh, Ooh, yeah. make sure you wash behind your ears or whatever. But it's just bingo smelling like wet dog. And she's like, okay, I love you. And then 
Hoot Chuck goes to school. Meanwhile, Bingo lays on a waterbed. This is notable just because it's 1991. So they had to throw in. Waterbeds were hot. Waterbeds were hot at the time. So Bingo lays on a waterbed and is like, what? Whoa. I didn't uh, know I was sailing on the high seas. Chucky returns home from school and then there's a montage of wholesome 90s boy activities, including Bingo looking at a soft porn mag featuring lady dogs in a magazine, like a media shop when they used to have those. Yeah. Oh, and then they go fishing and they listen to a Walkman together. (laughs) That's love. (laughs) What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. But why did they have to create? There's like a bunch of scenes in this that feature like porn mags. There's a lot of they, weird sexual innuendos about the dog. Like they keep yeah, they all these of- references where like earlier they're like coming home and Bingo is distracted by like a dog's butt. And he's yeah, like, that's cool like the buddy, no time for girls. Or like, yeah, what? he says, there's no time for girls. Come on. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, because then this happens next. So um the family when they get home from their wholesome (laughs) boy activities the family is like we know you have a dog here and your dad's been traded to green bay so we have to move and we're not bringing that dog with us and then bingo is approached he approaches (laughs) the the lady dog he was checking out earlier yeah the flower and champagne and then there's a weird cork popping noise as they enter a dog house together i really did like that insinuation that that dog was a virgin i also oh i didn't even think about that at first i was like wait is it like popping a cherry like i hate that phrase yeah i don't remember was that it popping your cork when you lose oh yeah yeah your virginity yeah so i don't know short and bad Papa like a cork in the words of the Migos. <laughs> the Migos. <laughs> you know, the Migos. The, the, the three amigos. Yes. Are they uh, called Migos because it's th- like the three amigos and they just got rid of the A? Oh, you know, I never made that connection, but mate, that is possible. That is I've just never understood. It's like short. It's kind of like short for amigos, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those names that I never understood what it was, and I always felt stupid saying it, so I just never said it. Yeah. I'd just be like, offset! <laughs> so anyway. then, um, the next morning, Chucky can't find Bingo, because Bingo's doing, like, the walk, walk of shame from the doghouse. Yeah. And so he misses it when the family's all packing up. Um, and then there's a lot of weird banjo music again, but this is, like, the ominous banjo music as Bingo runs after the car. And it was kind of sad, though. It was when they had those, um, they have one of those station wagons with the backward seats in the trunk. And Chuck is sitting in the backward seats and he sees Bingo chasing after and goes, Bingo! Bingo! (laughs) It made me so sad, but it also was hilarious. And also, we used to carpool with a family that had one of those Volvos. And we, I used to sit in the back and we would put um, Elmer's glue on our palms and then peel it off when it got dry. Yeah, I remember So fond memories for me. (laughs) Those like backward seats, yes. Oh, and then as Bingo is chasing, so then Bingo goes on 
a weird like cross-country trek by himself which happens multiple times in this movie do you notice that yeah well that becomes sort of like the plot is that like as chuck is going across the country with his family he's peeing like outside everywhere they go (laughs) (laughs) what you wrote you wrote he follows the pee to his family (laughs) family he does he follows the pee to his family because chucky is intentionally pissing on the side of the road like all the way across the country so bingo can follow his scent yeah and then there's this weird article of clothing like a sock or something or a glove or whatever yeah i don't know then there's this weird scene where bingo gets pulled over by a cop and like makes him do a drunk test and then the cop gives him a ticket for like being drunk (laughs) yeah he's like have you been drinking because bingo apparently had that champagne but bingo had the champagne last night man yeah and then he was chasing after the car just fine so it does not seem to be a problem no but then um the family stops at like a trucker food kind of side of the road stop Uh, that sells hot dogs and chuck goes to pee at the place like he kind of go but he never pees in bathrooms he of course has to be (laughs) on a random pole or something so he's peeing at this place kind of off to the side uh inside this like it's a barn but not a traditional barn it's just a strange set that they built pretty much this whole a lot of the interior shots of this I think are just on a weird lot and like the exterior is all filmed on locations and then the interior is very obviously a set yeah um so he's peeing and he notices this strange man in there and he's like churning a giant pot of stew and then it becomes clear that the man is capturing dogs and making them into hot dogs which that doesn't make sense dogs not hot dogs dogs not hot dogs does it make sense for the pot of stew though yeah it it's just he's stirring a big old pot that has the dog meat in it as far as we can assume yeah and i hate it could be for hot dogs it could be roast families the family's eating hot dogs there and it's a hot dog place yeah so he must be making heating up the and the, signs, the sign at the place says something like world's best hot dogs or something mm-hmm. like frankie's dogs so yeah yeah so after like shortly after the family leaves bingo ends up over there and he gets captured by the hot dog guy but he digs out basically so like he's bingo gets trapped in there with all the other dogs and then when the asshole man is distracted, Bingo busts out and he saves all the dogs. And then all of the dogs band together to kill the evil people, question mark. We don't know if they die, but they like put them in a cage in the back of a yeah. truck and then they crash the truck into a building. So it's like, yeah. was that a murder committed by these dogs? Or are question they just mark. like in a temporarily bad situation as punishment? Oh, and I didn't notice... At the end of the film, kind of every random character is there at the like final scene. And I didn't notice, I didn't look to see if these two 
were there or not. I didn't care enough. Yeah. But they might have not been murdered. <laughs> we don't they know. They might have not been. Um, so then Bingo tells the dogs via bark language that he has to go venture out on his own to find Chucky, who meanwhile is chugging water and pissing across yes. the state lines. Um, and then two sketchy men in a trailer giving big Home Alone energy stumble upon bingo yes they're like discount home alone it's like yeah it's like joe pesci Pesci, (laughs) and then like the regular the name brand of the other guy because i feel like the other guy opposite joe pesci and home alone like is some hobo you could find on the street (laughs) oh yeah he's very unremarkable yeah i hate his feet though oh yeah there's a lot of foot close-ups in home alone what is this a dan schneider film or a uh quentin tarantino film ew weird guys with foot fetishes get the foot out too much foot oh meanwhile the family uh is noticing that chucky is peeing everywhere and somehow they automatically know that he's peeing so bingo can follow his scent like this is a normal thing that people do yeah and they're like, well, you can piss all you want, yeah. but that dog's not going to find you. Yeah. And then the, uh, back in the trailer with the sketchy dudes, they're talking about gambling. They're betting on games or something. And the one guy's a bit nicer than the other one. Yeah, he likes bingo. Um, and he wants to get bingo. There's some subtle uh, marketing for Velveeta here because he opens the fridge and he's like, oh, do you want some Velveeta? And then... uh they reveal they open up like the closet in the trailer and there's a family in there that's captured oh yeah they stole like they hijacked the trailer and the family's in the bathroom yeah so So then when when they go to sleep bingo goes to the payphone and to call 911 but he only speaks dog so of course he can do morse code and and then does it like with the clicker yeah which would just hang up the phone yeah which doesn't make any sense and like the people at the 911 station know. are like it's just a dog and then those he starts tapping and one guy goes wait wait, wait. that's morse code no one like, it was just, so easy to figure out if i heard our, like clicking i'd be like the fuck is this bitch like tapping her nails on the phone like are 911 operators in the 90s uh required to learn morse code <laughs> is that what we're being told I guess maybe it's for the nerds. The nerds know it, you know? Yes. The nerds know, you know? Um, so then the cops come and uh, Bingo has already untied the family and kind of made a break for it. Mm-hmm. And then the cops come and they surround the RV and they shoot like tons of bullets into this RV and I'm pretty sure the dudes would have gotten hit by some of those bullets. Oh, yeah. The walls but, of an RV are not that thick. But they're all fine. And then the family that Bingo rescued wants to keep him. Yeah. And they're like, we want to name him Jean or Cuddles. <laughs> and Bingo's like, kill me. And then Bingo is given a subpoena <laughs> to appear in court as a witness. Yeah. And then everybody keeps saying... Like, just in this movie, everybody keeps saying, didn't you ever have a dog when you were a kid? Yeah, whenever someone's mean to Bingo, they're like, come on, didn't you ever have a dog when you were a kid? 
So in court, Bango identifies the criminals. And then the attorney claims that Bingo is framing the defendants. And <laughs> since Bingo cannot produce an alibi, he is arrested and booked and yes. sent to prison. <laughs> Which I one... don't understand. How did he go from being the hero? He's, it really makes no sense. He saves this family's life. And then somehow he ends up like in contempt of court as a fucking yeah. dog and he goes to jail. And I'm pretty sure he would have rights to a translator. <laughs> right? He speaks Everybody says he speaks Morse code. Why isn't he up yeah. there on the stand going tip tap to be tip tap to be tip 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 tap tap tap? How the fuck did this dog learn Morse code? He learned it from the Carnies. From the Carnies, I guess. Yeah, it's never explained where he got this knowledge. Bingo has a really creepy bunkie. I didn't think he was creepy. He was obviously gay. You think? I thought it was unclear what his crime was. They never said. Oh, Bingo, maybe before you jailbreak this guy, you should know what his what he's in there for i mean it could be tax fraud or it could be like pedophilia we don't know yeah i thought for some reason when they introduced his bunkie i was like oh okay this is like the only gay in the prison and the two outcasts are gonna like be friends now because neither of them belongs because one of them is a dog and the other one is a gay man and everyone's being mean to them that that makes sense I wasn't and, sure uh, what angle they were trying to d- go there. It, it yeah. really, that one was like very confusing to me. I was just like, is he supposed to be like a serial killer or yeah. is he supposed to be just like a nice guy who's there on something random? I, I think he was just supposed to be a nice guy who was okay. there. I mean, we don't know what he's there for, but it seemed like they weren't making him out to be a scary person. Like he's a friendly yeah, he, ally to. He's nice to bingo and helps bingo out. Yeah. So while he's in jail and he's chilling with his creepy bunkie, they discover that the two um, off-brand Joe Pesci and the other guy are in the same jail, which I'm pretty sure is not a thing that they do. I'm pretty sure they don't put people like involved in the same crime in the same jail because that's how like more crimes just happen in the jail. Right. And it's also strange that they're they went straight from court to a maximum security prison, which is not how it works. You go to jail first. And then you have then your you trial. Yeah. And then, then you, go to, you prison. go to prison. Usually so, you go back to jail first, then you go back to prison. Yeah. The whole thing just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but then as <laughs> Bingo and his bunkie are reading that letter, uh, the guys come up and the one who's slightly nicer eats the letter. Yeah. Which is weird. And then- Everyone has shanks, but they aren't shanks. They're giant fucking <laughs> knives. They're giant knives, like in the market scene in Aladdin. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. They're like those really big, like, uh, the ends are like a jagged point, mm-hmm. and they've kind of got a swoop to them, and like yeah. a handle. Yeah. Like, these are uh, kind of knives that you wouldn't just have and you wouldn't have anywhere in real life and you wouldn't have in you prison. certainly wouldn't have it in jail 
The so they all bust out their knives and then when a guard walks by they all put their knives away like magically like a yes, ooh, they have the knife. knife cut back they do not have the giant knives yeah so I don't then know this. bingo and his we'll just call him eccentric cellmate <laughs> bust an alcatraz and bingo digs a hole from uh, the bottom of the floor to the outside or really just to the outside of their building because then they do this scene that doesn't make any sense because they would have totally been caught where they're walking across like the prison like courtyard and the yeah. searchlights are like going all over and they're like just standing right in the middle of the courtyard and it's perfectly light enough to see them even with the searchlights yeah. going around and the guy in the watchtower is distracted because he's looking at a, a so- another softcore like porn mag there's a lot of that yeah in this movie like we got like at least three of them I think yeah. I noticed maybe four I want to say like should, four this movie should really be a drinking game of the weird like of the bingo song yeah the weird like easter eggs that they have all throughout yeah the dad's foot the pee they talk about pee mm-hmm. a lot oh they pee they be pissing they be pissing a lot he is a recurring theme. Velveeta is a recurring theme. Cages, fire. There's a lot of weird things. We're being that, held prisoner in some way. Yeah, like a family in the bondage. Bondage. <laughs> Weird things in here. Uh, so then Bingo escapes and so does his friend and they get shot out in the woods, but it seems like they're both okay. Yeah, um, they fine. just kind of go their separate ways. Bingo runs um, away. So then Bingo's back on his shit now and he's still like sniffing things to get to Chucky, but now he's sniffing letters because Chucky had sent him that letter in prison. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So he's going through and he's sniffing like all of, he's like, this is the truck that took the letter to the mailbox and the mailbox that the person, like he's trying to get to where the letter came from. And then he gets to a motel and a lady in lingerie answers the door, which was weird and unnecessary that she was in lingerie. Lingerie, yeah. Um, and then, but she's nice to him, and he's rushed to the hospital with exhaustion from his trek. Yeah, she kind of nurses him back to health, and um, she makes him a little care package and takes him to the bus station and she knitted him a tail warmer and packed him some snackies so, so cute nice except the tail warmer is just like a weird condom yeah for your tail <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like it's not that it not that it is it but I'm just saying like this shape that shape is only like the shape of a tail <laughs> or like a pp <laughs> yeah <laughs> dual purpose you could put it on your yeah. My pee pee gets cold sometimes, and I just put my warmer on it. Except Bingo doesn't even have a pee pee because he's actually played by a girl. Bingo's actually lacy, so yeah. So the kidnappers are out of jail now, and they are tailing Bingo. So Bingo's tailing Chucky. The bad guys are tailing Bingo, and Bingo arrives in Green Bay to more harmonica music, and he looks in the phone book. Because he's the smartest dog ever. And he finds Chucky's home. And then when he sees Chucky, I loved this moment. This was like a teen drama. It was. Chucky 
is walking another dog. And Bingo thinks that Chucky has moved on and doesn't love him anymore because now he has a better dog. It was and such a drama moment. So Bingo <laughs> like walks away all dejected, like "fuck you," then Chucky, I don't yeah. need you. Don't need I'm you I'm too good for you. You but can then, walk that stealthy all you want. <laughs> but then, but then Chucky walks up like this pathway to a front door, and he's like, "Here you go, Mrs. Johnson. Thanks for letting me walk him. He's no Bingo, but it'll do." And she gives him one dollar. One dollar. Thanks Here, for walking the dog for five Thanks. miles, son. Here's your dollar. Here, your trouble, son. Here's one dollar. You can buy yourself a juicy fruit. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, he probably bought um some juicy fruit with that. Mm-hmm. Or juicy fruit. What? Or some there's juicy fruit and then there's juicy fruit. I Do thought it was jujubes oh what's a jujubes <laughs> i thought the jujube fruit was the jujubes but i'm wrong yeah i i, I remember i haven't seen a jujube in a long hangs, time hangs head in shame <laughs> hangs head in shame <laughs> i was like they, if you're listening you don't know but that's what i just did it's just oh and while while bingo's hanging his head in shame he goes and eats from a dumpster behind a diner and the man from the diner gives bingo a sick gig uh licking, licking the plates clean. clean yeah which is actually kind of a it's a very cute idea yeah like that's, that's, he that's licks the plates clean cute. and then they wash the plates like but then the other all the shit off of them the teenage boy who works at the place this is just something a detail that i loved <laughs> he, um, he gets jealous yeah he's like because bingo gets promoted yeah and he's like a 16 year old boy who's probably been washing dishes illegally for like since he was 13 or something and like later there's a point later where bingo gets like a phone call <laughs> from the owner of the diner and he's like are you coming in today? We got big things to do, like yeah. ladders to climb. Yeah. He's like, maybe I'll give you another promotion. Yeah. Like, what are you promoting this dog to? Like, professional plate liquor. Professional manager. Plate liquor. Yeah. Assistant manager. plate liquor to the stars. Yeah. Oprah's personal plate liquor. <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism for something. Oh, and then the kidnapper guys put up lost dog signs all over Green Bay, and they're pretending to be Bingo's owners looking for him, and they just say their name is collectively Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith is looking for Bingo, and (laughs) Chucky sees the signs and is sketched out, and he's like, that's my dog! (laughs) And some fucking nerd shows up to the address on the flyer it's the dishwasher like, are you mr smith he's trying to get oh yeah because he's getting revenge on bingo the little little shit that got um (laughs) rejected for promotion because the dog got promoted over him goes to mr smith and (laughs) tells them that bingo is a dishwasher at this place and chucky is too late to get to the address and he catches the teen on his way out (laughs) and is like what do you know about this dog and then 
cut to bingo is back at the diner after a hard day's work I'm pretty sure at some point he's wearing like a little apron or something, he isn't is. he? He's like a cute little apron and a little like diner hat. And it's so cute. It's really cute. The dog and is then, a very cute dog. That's the re- redeeming thing about this film is that the dog is, is, the dog is so cute. And very good at acting. Yeah, really good. Um, so as he's leaving work in his little uniform or whatever, the kidnappers catch him. And conveniently, of course, Chucky happens to be right there. And he goes, hey, you, let go of my dog. (laughs) And then there's a tussle, of course. And they grab Chucky, but Bingo runs free. And they throw Chucky in, like, the back of their car, whatever. And Bingo chases the car as they, like, speed off into the distance. And then, (laughs) so they're in the car. And the kidnappers are like, we got you now kid no one gives a fuck about you no one's gonna care that you're missing and chucky's like well you're wrong because my dad's the kicker for the green bay packers and they're like no he's not and then it like pans up and bingo is like riding on the top of the car and the little storage rack and it's so cute yeah and the dumbasses don't know that bingo's up there (laughs) no they're just the the jersey douche boys which is what i started calling them i originally so they don't really i think they have names but it's not really clear i don't think we ever learned their names really so i just called them in my head at first i called them the velveta bros because they ran yeah like product placement and then i was like the convicts and then i was like i don't know that's kind of typecasting and yeah. then I was like the kidnappers. And then I was like, no, the Jersey douche boys. <laughs> I like that. The Jersey douche boys. It's like Pillsbury, it's like Pillsbury Doughboy and Jersey Boys. And the Jersey Boys, yeah. The Jersey douche boys. Uh, oh, if you pump them in the stomach, they go. <laughs> if you pump them in the stomach, they sing a they sing a Frankie Valley riff. I would not put it past this film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um so then they take him to a warehouse and tie him up kind of like in um in the dark night where uh maggie gyllenhaal is in that warehouse and then the guy is like where's rachel <laughs> the warehouse looks like that yeah I was going to say, I thought you were going to say like Reservoir Dogs and then I was like, or any movie ever really? where they hold yeah. someone in a warehouse. Yeah, why is, it a lot of movies. why is it a common trope that people are held in warehouses? I guess we just have a lot of abandoned warehouses in this country. Yeah, I think we do. I guess that's it. Like in America, we have a fuck ton of abandoned warehouses and like no one is going there. So they're like, this is a good place for me to yeah, take I guess I could. Kidnapped. Off the top of my head, I could lead someone to like three abandoned warehouses right now <laughs> right now let's like, go I just, know where they are. <laughs> I just always drive past them and I'm like there's an abandoned warehouse yeah <laughs> I probably know where at least three or four are give me an yeah. hour and I'll take you there <laughs> yeah I think it's maybe it is realistic it's yeah. good writing okay okay realistic. anyway but don't worry because Bingo has a plan so he goes to Chucky's house and he tries to tell Chucky's mom that Chucky's being held hostage, but she doesn't speak dog. Chicky then answers the door 
and Bingo gives him Chucky's Packers hat. Okay, this is so fucking stupid. So Bingo's like, arf, 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 arf. And the mom's like, I don't speak dog. What's wrong? And then she she closes the door. And then Chicky opens the door and he has Chucky's hat. And he's like, mom, this is Chucky's hat. And the mom's like, this is Packers country. That could be anybody's hat. How do we know that's Chucky's? And then the kidnapper with the mutton chops of the Jersey douche boys calls the mom and is like, I got you kid. And then she realizes <laughs> that bingo is trying to actually tell her something. And then she runs to the door. But of course, by that point, bingo is gone. So yeah. then we cut to the football game. Oh, so the kidnappers are like, we're gonna um, hold your kid hostage and you have to biff all your field goals if you want your son back yeah, because which, they have money on the game for the yeah, I assume that. but then why would they blow it up then there's why why have the bomb and everything what's with oh no they're gonna blow up the warehouse I forgot they're gonna blow up the kid I forgot <laughs> I thought they were yeah. gonna blow up the stadium at first no they're the like we're gonna blow up the kid if they don't throw the game yeah. the the plot is really confusing at that part yeah well this is like the main plot and it's very weak because ultimately what it comes down to is the dad is dealing with an internal struggle between family and football because which is gross by the way yeah they call him like down on the field and I think the wife calls him the first time and she's like you need to throw the game or they're gonna kill Chucky and then the kidnappers call him the second time Right. And they're like, we just want you to. I don't remember. Somebody calls him after that and is like, we want you to score a goal. Do it. And then he does. Oh, it's because he really wants to. Um, he wants to call the cops. He's like, I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. We oh. need to call the cops and have the cops involved. And so then I think he just scores a goal because he's like we should really not do what the kidnappers say because yeah. they're like yeah he's like this is stupid and the wife is like no so then as that is sort of like happening bingo attacks the mon chop guy with the bo- in with the balls <laughs> with the ball in the balls bingo attacks the guy in the balls he chomps on his balls and he and like Mickey latches on those balls like this it's like a he latches on and then the guy's like and he's like swinging the dog around a little bit off the ground it goes on way too long chicky followed bingo to the warehouse and he sees chucky so then he runs back home and he's like mom you need to call the cops and she finally does because she decided to stop being a dumb dumb and then the kidnappers are so pissed and he's like he almost made a meal of my nuts that was was my second favorite line in the whole movie (laughs) my first favorite was your farts to evaporate and my second was he almost made a meal of my nuts my nuts so this is where the bomb ties in they have built a suitcase bomb and now they have bingo and chucky tied up together And weirdly enough, one of them drops a lit cigar in the warehouse. Why so, were they smoking a cigar? Is my yeah, question. unexplained. Why did That's they, how they decide to light it on fire? As a cigar and not a cigarette. 
And why do they need to light it on fire when they also have a bomb? What's I the point of having was, a bomb and lighting it on fire? It was an ax- I thought it was insinuating that it was an accident. Like they just dropped yeah. it and didn't realize. I think that is what it was trying to insinuate. Oh, wait, no, I figured it out. It's because they left the initial warehouse. Uh-huh. They did like a little red herring here. They left the initial warehouse, dropped the cigar to uh-huh. catch it on fire. And then they moved Chucky and Bingo to a new warehouse with the bomb. Mm. And they did that, I think, so that like the cops and the family would think that Chucky was in the first warehouse. That was right. But he was in the second one. Yeah. But he was actually in the second one. Yeah. So they were kind of like misleading the fire department and the cops to the first warehouse. Yeah. But it really was not clear. The cops are on the way, but the first warehouse is on fire. Meanwhile, Bingo is trying to untie Chucky and the crooks are in the car and have the bomb synced to the time of the football game clock. So they're like, if the dad doesn't throw the game, we're going to blow up the stadium. Yeah. By like the end of the. Or they're going to blow up Chucky, I think is what they're going to. Yeah, they're going to blow up Chucky. It's very unclear, but I think they're blowing up Chucky. In the suitcase bomb. Yeah, because the suitcase bomb is in the new warehouse uh-huh warehouse 2.0 with the kid and the dog yeah uh so then oh in in the warehouse the new warehouse mm-hmm. bingo has uh, wait no this doesn't make sense because they're in the fiery one they caught, they caught both warehouses on fire i think it might just be the one because the bomb <laughs> is for the field but so I think they bomb is in the warehouse because oh. remember <laughs> yeah this doesn't make any sense so the bingo is having like a PTSD event in the of warehouse being in the pet store the, yeah it's like a flashback to when his taffy his beloved mother beloved away. mother of bingo <laughs> beloved mother of bingo so says her mo- her grave monument mm-hmm. um <laughs> he has a struggle because Chucky's like, go uh, ring the fire alarm. Yeah, he's like, pull the fire alarm, pull it, as he's like about to pass out from the smoke. Yeah, so then Chucky passes out from smoke inhalation, and Bingo conquers his fear and rings the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Thus, the fire department arrives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the kidnappers confront the police outside the warehouse, but they're at the wrong warehouse, I think. And yeah. they say Hal needs to miss the next field goal or they're going to blow up the kid with the suitcase bomb. Um, and then the cop calls the stadium and tells Hal to go ahead and nail the field goal anyway, because he has a plan figured out and he doesn't want the Packers to lose. And that's the most important thing to the cop. Yes. And the mom is like, what are you doing? And the cop is like, shut the fuck up, woman. The Packers are going to win today or I will kill your child myself. (laughs) Essentially. So at whatever warehouse they're at at this point, because I don't know, the fire squad arrives and they're like, what's wrong, boy? What's wrong? And Bango's like, or Chucky's like, there's a bomb. And He's like, which one is it, boy? And then Bingo grabs the suitcase with the bomb in it because he saw them throw it in there earlier. And then he puts it in his little chompers and he runs 
Mm-hmm. And the kidnapper with the detonator drops it and the bomb goes off in the distance. And then Chucky is carted away to the hospital. Yes. And we don't know at that moment if when- Bingo was blown up or not. He's like Batman again. Which Batman is it where Batman flies the bomb out into like the harbor? And then we're not sure if Batman's dead or not. I think the first one. No, I think that's the one with Bane, isn't it? <laughs> we figured out that Batman plagiarized Bingo. And I'm the bad guy. Yeah, but the third Batman movie, which I don't even remember what it was called, Batman Returns, maybe. Because the first one was Batman Begins. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway. It wasn't very good. That was what the plot of this movie was based on. (laughs) (laughs) So we're finally, we're right at the end here. The Packers win. We cut to the hospital where Chucky wakes up and (gasps) gasp, surprise, reveal. It turns out Bingo didn't blow up. And Bingo's in the hospital too. Yeah, even though, so when Bingo had exhaustion previously- He in went the film, to the vet. Bingo went to the animal hospital, but now Bingo went to the human hospital. I think because he's a hero now, they're like, stick with your boy, Bingo. Makes no sense. Um, but then for some reason, when Chucky enters the room, Bingo's there asleep and like everyone good and bad the whole cast of weird characters from the whole film are there in Bingo's massive hospital room. I don't know if you've ever been to a hospital, but the rooms ain't that big. If you even have a room at all. I've never even had a room in a hospital. Granted, like I've never stayed for more than like a day, but. Yeah. When I woke up from surgery, I was just in like, there was a man. (laughs) If I had opened the curtain next to me. There'd be another man right there. Yeah, like an old Italian guy was just like there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like every time I've ever been in the hospital, it was like just people. It was like in the middle desks for like the nurses and stuff or whatever, like the central desk. And then in a circle around the room is like bed, 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 separated by a curtain. And you hear like everybody moaning and groaning next to you like they're going to fucking die. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It, it wasn't as swanky as a uh, bingo's hospital room and for no. some reason the jersey douche boys are in the hospital room because everyone it, this is like an end How of a movie they, that makes no sense where it's like they, they went on a crazy them. journey and everyone and you were there and you were there and you were there like it's like a very wizard, like wizard of Oz, of Oz. like moment, yeah but it's all of the villains as well which doesn't make any sense yeah it makes and the kidnappers had just kidnapped this kid and yeah. tried to kill him. But the parents are like, like y'all cool though. Yeah, it's like, okay, y'all cool. So then Chucky is like, oh, Dad, can I keep him? And the dad goes, Okay, as long as we get him neutered. And Bingo's face goes, <laughs> and then it does that 90s thing where. It, the whole screen turns black except for that like circle right on his face of bingo's face <laughs> but the dad is such a dick like the dad yeah you, you're finally letting your son have a dog 
only because the dog saved your son from a suitcase warehouse bomb well and the other thing a suitcase warehouse bomb warehouse fire the dad like just doesn't care about his family or children at all like he, he did throw the first two kicks i think more so because like his wife was pressuring him to throw the like, goddamn woman or their child <laughs> yeah but like he's not like he literally is just an asshole the entire time he's and then like finally it's like yeah you could get the dog but i gotta chop his balls off which i mean spay and your animals bob barker but but at this point bingo's several years old yeah um, so i don't know like he's used to it let him keep him yeah it it it's the neutering seems uh severe only because bingo has been quite humanized at this point yeah yeah and he's had lovers he's had friends he's had family there's probably bingo puppies i wonder if there's a bingo i tried to look up if there's a bingo sequel yeah but you couldn't Uh, find anything no but it led me into a black hole of to be shitty children's uh animal movies mm-hmm. and there's so many of them I'm do you sure. remember Monkey it made business. me think of distinctly when you go into blockbuster there's a specific corner of vhs tapes where it's all like children's animal movies and that's where you've got your like homeward bound Monkey your, business yeah your monkey business your poly you've got your babe you've got your babe pig in the city you've got got your babe you've got your babe pig in the city you've got your Stuart little you've got Stuart little lur you've got Stuart little air bud air buddies air bud too all of that shit there's there's so many shitty ones though on the fox and the hound see that's a good one that's a good that's a sad one I'm talking about like the humans and oh Dr. Doolittle I loved by the way yeah um Dr. but Doolittle yeah too. there's a lot of Dr. weird Doolittle. like there's a lot of weird dog sports children's movies on Tubi yeah isn't there what's the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. and the sled dogs is it literally called sled dogs it's literally <laughs> called sled dogs but I did watch that one a lot as a kid. I remember that one. Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack is ass. <laughs> we need to watch Kangaroo Jack. It sucks. It's I so remember bad. seeing that movie at like, like age 12 and being like, that was bad. <laughs> it sucks. Wait, is Ice Cube in that one? Um, It is Anthony Anderson, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But I there get, is someone likes like Ice Cube or similar. Yeah, I get confused because Cuba Gooding Jr. was in Sled Dogs. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy was in Doctor Doolittle, and Cuba Gooding Jr. isn't a comedian. But I kind of group Ice Cube as like he's a comedic actor. Yeah, Ice Cube's always in like comedy films. Like he was in um, he's in Are We There Yet? Isn't he? He's in kind of a lot of comedic i think so children's movies in the 2000s okay yes. was in kangaroo, kangaroo jack. jack my imdb taking for there's a weird ripoff of kangaroo jack it's like an off-brand version called joey jangaroo cack jangaroo <laughs> jack oh what a great summary two childhood friends a new york hairstylist and a would-be musician 
get caught up with the mob and are forced to deliver $50,000 to Australia, but things go haywire when the money is lost to a wild kangaroo. Great, great concept for a film, you guys. Good job. <laughs> okay. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's and Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, Anthony Anderson, Jerry O'Connell, Christopher oh, Walken. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell is very much the white guy in this movie. He's yeah, he's like the white guy in a lot of those shitty like 2000s comedies. Michael Shannon was in this. Why is Christopher Walken in it? I don't know. I think he plays so there it's like a mobster thing with the money or whatever. So he's got to be like one of the mobsters. Still, though, they must have paid him a lot for that. Also, Christopher Walken has made some strange movie choices, though. Like he was in Hairspray. Yeah, but Hairspray. That was a weird one. I mean, Hairspray was like a big deal when that movie came out. That was like a big deal. It was a big deal when it came out, but it sucks. That version sucks. It was so bad. Justice for Amanda Bynes, though. I know. I watched a TikTok deep dive on her the other day, and it was sad. She like everyone knows that she's the man. It's like a national treasure of a film that should be in the Smithsonian. And like, it is so beloved by her fans, but mm-hmm. it gave her like really, really bad body dysmorphia. And that's like mm-hmm. one of the dominoes that sort of like started her spiral quote unquote, because she was like having an identity crisis because mm-hmm. she was like on a film with people that she didn't know very well. And she was like presenting as a male. And she was like, I'm so like, confused by my identity yeah. right now which actually when you think about it, it makes perfect sense yeah but like, I would never have guessed that because that movie's so good and everybody loves it and it's like a classic yeah. so I would never think that like right because it's it also is a very fun light-hearted movie yeah and it does seem like they're all having fun yeah like it seems filming. like she's having fun for someone who is struggling to like get through it you would never think that yeah neither here nor there Neither here there. So I hope Amanda I, has a dog like Bingo looking out for her. I would kind of hate to have a dog like Bingo because Bingo's always doing too much. Bingo's like trying to fuck too much. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm like, I want a dog that wants me, not to like fuck me, <laughs> but to like be loyal. Like you, you would want a dog that was like, you're my best friend. I love hanging out yeah. with my you're my best friend I don't want a dog who's I don't want like, a dog that has like ulterior motives that's like yeah you're my friend but like if I could run away and like fuck this lady dog I would like yeah, like I'll be back next weekend like I gotta go uh hook up with some ladies yeah like I don't want a dog with a family life I want to be the dog's <laughs> family life <laughs> you don't want a dog who's like a baby daddy for a bunch of, <laughs> a, bunch yeah, of- a bunch of different dogs how am I supposed to keep up <laughs> How am I supposed to keep up? You don't want a dog who has to pay so much child support. <laughs> I'm going to be the one that's paying. Um, yeah. So I N G O B I N G O B I N G O B was his name. Oh, I couldn't let this. I couldn't let this end without singing that song once. Yeah, but the O is woof. B I N G woof. Yes, exactly. And Bingo was his name. That dog, Lacey, I mean, she is something. 
She did a great job. She was very talented. She was a good little girl. I give this movie a 10 out of 10 because it's got everything awful that I hate. And it's got so many horribly, horribly hilarious little tidbits of dialogue that I love to hate. I say I'd give it, I think like, I'm at like an eight or a nine because I genuinely hated it. It's so bad. Yeah. (laughs) If it was so, okay. So here's the thing for me, like a 10 out of 10, I think would be like so bad that I like couldn't stop watching because it was so hilarious. This movie was like so bad that it was painful to watch and I wanted it to end. Yeah. So it was missing like an element of like, I think some things, a 10 out of 10 for me would be something that is hilariously bad. So bad. I'm mainly giving it a 10 out of 10 because of the like three hilarious things that I loved about it. He made my nuts a meal. (laughs) Yeah. The your farts to evaporate line, the weird Velveeta um, (laughs) sponsorship. Yeah. advertising throughout it was definitely sponsored because it was like a new thing around that time I'm pretty sure yeah and they called out Velveeta like multiple times and then my third favorite thing was the um yeah nuts into a meal so I just have to give it a turn my nuts into a meal it, those made me laugh so hard and yeah yeah it, it was so bad terrible it was so bad it was it was hard Do not show your kids this by the way I I I would not show my kids this. I don't think they need to be worried about like warehouse fires and suitcase bombs. (laughs) And just like, I don't want my, if I had a kid, I would not want them to learn like all of the weird sexual like innuendos in this movie because they're so heteronormative. Like it's a lot of sexist, like weird and it's all about like the male perspective like there's nothing of like the female gaze in this film and like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want them to be like yeah like girls girls are for getting fucked and boys are for fucking like (laughs) (laughs) that seems like the the uh moral of the film yeah that was the moral of the story of this movie it's true. that dogs dogs want to have one night stands too and I just want to have fun <laughs> oh, oh, oh. dogs just want to have fun <laughs> they want to have fun i'm dogs. also kind of um they wow. there was no reason why bingo's name was bingo i thought that was going to be a thing yeah, there was no explanation, and it was sort of implied that his name was Bingo before the kid ever got involved. Yeah. Like from the was. beginning of the movie, Bingo really is, like, the main character. Yeah, and the they're like, Bingo were- this! Bingo that! The Carnies were all calling him Bingo. What's the female form of Bingo? Binga? <laughs> Binga. I think it's yeah, Bingo. NBA and Binga was her name. A! Because Bingo is just... It's a game, so I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just like a nonsense word. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo but, is like you hit when you like it's like getting a bullseye. Bingo. But did people used to say it before the game was a thing, or did the game make it? I a, think the game is what made it 
a word. Like yeah. I think bingo became like a like colloquialism because when people would get the rules bingo, of bingo yeah. or that when you get bingo, you have to shout bingo. <laughs> oh no, this just sent me into like a weird mind thing because now I'm thinking about our grandma and how she plays bingo. No, I'm thinking about phrases like that. Like bingo is like, mm-hmm. bingo, I got it. Yahtzee. Did Yahtzee mm-hmm. the game come before the phrase or did Yahtzee the phrase come before the game? It's like chicken and the egg. My brain's going to be in a loop and I'm not going to be able to get out of this. But Yahtzee is not like Yahtzee. a word. People yeah. don't use Yahtzee like outside and of the do. context of the game of Yahtzee. And they do. People are like, Yahtzee. No. <laughs> <laughs> no that. one is saying that i have heard you're that. trying to trick me right now and i refuse well, i'm not i swear people say that it's more it's mostly like older people i had this voice teacher one time who had a dog named yahtzee and she took it to training class and people thought that its name was nazi <laughs> I was about to say that's a cute name, but then I was because, like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, like that's a hard sound to be like, Yahtzee. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you're calling a dog, all you're dog hearing part. is, Yahtzee, Yahtzee. You're like, what? <laughs> Terrible. What? <laughs> ah, okay. Yahtzee is a dice game made by Milton Bradley that has since been acquired and assimilated by Hasbro. It was first marketed under the name of Yahtzee by Edwin S. Lowe in 1956. The game is a development of earlier dice games such as Poker Dice, Yacht, and Generala. It is also similar to Yahtzee, which is popular in Scandinavia. Oh. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's uh, similarity to the word Nazi is problematic. Well, because of the spelling. It's like Yahweh. Yah. The way it's Yah. <laughs> Y A H. Yahweh. Yahweh. Always pray before a child is born. In the words of Bono from that horrible one album that they had that came out in like 2004. Was that the one that was? Hello, hello. I'm in a place called Vertigo. I don't think that was that. Was that the album that was um, involuntarily? put on everyone's itunes no that was the one like after that i think there's a song about yahweh (laughs) yeah i've never heard that one but our mom was like super into that album so it was like i remember the vertigo one but i must have not processed the yahweh (laughs) i just need i need answers here oh no don't play it i don't want to hear it i just want (laughs) i don't have to buy it i just want to taste it (laughs) <laughs> okay, so that album that I'm thinking of, 2004, I was very close. How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. No, that one, middle. that's their last, like, decent album ever. Sometimes you can make it on your own. All Because of You, City, okay, these are good songs. The Crumbs from Your Table, that's a good one. Yahweh, I told you. <laughs> it's the last song and he says some bullshit about like the lyrics i swear to god are literally like yahweh yahweh always pray before a child is born and i was like what explain more um, to me bono the one that they put on itunes was songs of innocence yeah that one was bad 
I was very bad. And we were all forced to have it. Anytime that I think Couldn't delete it. No, I still I still have it somewhere in my like Apple cloud because I couldn't delete it. Who programmed that so that it was deleted? Almost killed their career. And like they had a untouchable like tenure. Yeah, that really did almost kill their career. Because everybody was like, fuck you. Why would you assume that I want your album? I don't want it. Yeah. Um, anytime that I think of you two, I think of this video that um, one of my friends made me watch in college. That was like some guy that she went to high school with who was like singing that song, but he sings it so bad. He's like, with or without you, <laughs> with or without you. Oh. <laughs> That song is very, a lot of U2 songs are really weird to sing because Bono does a lot of the oh-ohs or like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, and it sounds bad when anyone else tries to do it, except for his son, who sounds exactly like him. Oh, really? Yeah. That's his um, name, Bonono? <laughs> no, he, I swear he has a band and his voice sounds just like Bono. So whenever I've heard like one of their songs just randomly playing or something, I'm like, this you too? It sounds like weird. And then I realize, oh no, it's just Bono's son. And he's what just is mini- Bono's son's band? I'm Googling. He's like mini Bono. <laughs> Inhaler? Yes, it's called Inhaler. That's a hilarious name for band. And it's not very good, but it's spooky. His voice is spooky similar. Yeah. So it wow. just sounds like it's always Bono singing on this weird rock, modern, more more modern rock song, and yeah, not Bono. It's baby. Bono's son. All the articles are like Bono's son fronts his own rock band, and you two aren't an influence. I mean, like, of course they are because of course they're. You sound just his entire life. You just like, like your dad. <laughs> I find it interesting, like. When people are like influenced by, because it seems to me like, yes, you can, I feel like to call yourself influenced by something or other is Mm -hmm. so douchey because you're like basically just picking and choosing the lofty things that you like and aspire to creatively to be like influenced by you know, fucking like Ernest Hemingway or whatever the fuck, but like if other people are listening to your music, you'd be like, oh yeah, they're influenced by like these bands because they kind of sound like them. Right. But like, I feel like to be like, yeah, I was influenced by, is like- Also, Bono's daughter is an actress and I was randomly watching something. Mm -hmm. And she was in it. Yeah, and she was in it. And I was like, she seems weirdly familiar. And then I looked her up and I was like, oh, that's Bono's daughter. Where did we hear that Bono was a fuckboy? Where did we hear it? Yeah, don't you remember that? I'm sure, I think it's true. But like in around like 2004 or whatever the fuck, like, I don't know. I Maybe it was because married. our mom really liked you too. And so she knew about Bono and she was like, he cheats on his wife. I'm pretty sure he's been married forever, but it is possible that he... Um, I mean, I think a lot of celebrities probably cheat just because it's hard to be loyal when you're, like, on the road and stuff all the time. 
and you're on drugs and stuff. Touring with a oh, band. he wears the sunglasses because he has glaucoma. I thought it was just a style choice. I thought that was yeah, just a, a vibe. Um, I don't know. How did we get did. here? <laughs> I don't know. What year did he get married? We can cut all this out if we want. Bono, bono, bono. We probably should cut it out because the episode's already going to be like an hour. Oh my God, an Amber Alert in Akron, Ohio. Oh no. 2016 Kia Soul, silver. Check local media. Okay. Well, that's bingo, folks. That's bingo. (laughs) Bingo was his name o. And this movie was a lame-o. Yeah, it was a really bad... It, 90s children's movies. We've learned our lesson. Yeah. We watched Billboard Dad. We watched- to, yeah, we need to go to a different genre for a little while. We had we accidentally tried. chosen a lot of these 90s movies. We tried children. and then we came back. We, I tried to go back. I tried to... You tried to go back to War Time Farm with Petticoat Junction, but it didn't pan out. Yeah. I'll have to find... Um, maybe a scary movie as we go into oh season i can find oh, yeah. like an old scary movie we need to watch the blob oh yeah let's do that one next beware of the blob it creeps and let's do that next across the floor let's do it i think it's on tubi amazing i'm sure it is <laughs> it is <laughs> well join us next week for whatever we watch next on the worst thing i've ever watched we'll watch something awful and then you can listen to us while you do your daily activities yeah perhaps while you work while you drive listen, in the car listen while you get to, to, us to make the monotony of day-to-day existence semi-tolerable while whiling away an hour distracting yourself with something other than pondering your meaningless existence mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you tell that I've been like going through it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm fine though. Life is full of meaning. And even if you need to listen to a podcast to distract yourself, like through your work day or whatever, do it full of beauty and joy. So just listening to us. You now have the chance to get in from the ground up. Follow us on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) Within our first 200 followers. Yeah. From the ground up, baby. We've fallen off with the memes a little bit, but they're co- I'm coming back. I got distracted with a new job from yeah, making as many memes as I was, but I'm back. I'm going to get back in the ring. We will, uh, we will do it to it. Yeah. Do it to it. Like there's nothing else to do, but mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. If you have made it this far. Well, folks, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.